Hello and welcome to the Mastin Kip Podcast. I'm your host, Mastin Kip, and I am the creator of Functional Life Coaching, where we discover the root cause emotional blocks that are holding you back from success. And I'm also the creator of Trauma Hacking, helping you turning your nervous system into your ally, and the best-selling author of the book, Claim Your Power, and also a trauma survivor advocate. And this podcast is from my heart to yours. I'm going to share with you all kinds of different things, uh, different coaching uh, experiences that I've had with people, um, different parts of my life, maybe an excerpt from a seminar, different interviews with friends and thought leaders, all about how to get unstuck, how to hack your nervous system, how to turn your nervous system into your ally and really get the edge so that you can really live your dreams, uh, live your purpose, and most importantly, pay it forward. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter, helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastinkip.com. Tell us which episode it was and about what time, uh, the breakthrough was in the episode so that we can really know because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that and my team loves hearing that too. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mass and Kip podcast. You ever heard the golden rule? Anybody? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You want to know why that's the golden rule? No? Okay, well, you go to lunch, I guess. Anybody want to know why that's the golden rule? Because we do as we have been done by. That's what we learn in nature. We act as people have acted towards us. Bowlby, the creator of attachment theory, said this. And I heard this and I was like, Meaning you're comfortable treating your clients like your parents treated you. You're comfortable treating social media like your parents treated you. You're comfortable treating your business like your parents treated you. It's what you know. And you, we do it in every area of our lives, not just business. Whatever was done to us, we do to others. So when Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, he wasn't around. He was an attachment theory expert all the way back then. This isn't just like some Hallmark gift card shit. This is neuroscience and evolutionary biology. Same idea. So think about this for a second. Where you're stuck in business, receiving, financially, starting, growing something, could that be correlated to your attachment patterns? What do you think? Is it starting to become a little clearer? gave us a preview last night, like a real grounded preview. And she may be feeling some vulnerability hangover. So can we give her just a little love, you guys? Because such a great moment. So what was done to us is what we do to others. That's how it goes. So when you look at, why do I like social media? Well, let's talk about your father. <laughs> it's that direct and literal. And it's surprising to me no one talks about this because you know what's interesting? When you resolve your attachment stuff, you'll crush a webinar, you'll crush a launch, you'll crush enrollment conversations, you'll be the best therapist, the best coach, the best whatever, because you're good, right? When you get on a sales call and someone has an objection and you have an anxious attachment pattern, 
<gasps> I don't want to hurt them. But it's actually the good thing to overcome that objection for them because they need what you got. Right? If you have an avoidant pattern on a sales call and they have an objection, pff, don't need them anyway. Oh, yes, I see. <laughs> okay. So here are our attachment styles. There are very, there are a lot more. These are the primary ones. So we have a secure attachment where there's a consistent response to needs. There's an avoidant attachment, which is a rigid or distant response. Far away. Anxious. It's very sort of inconsistent. Don't know if she's going to stay or go. Never going to quite get my needs met. And disorganized is sort of a combination of the first three. One time it's secure, then it's, then it's avoidant, then it's anxious. And with disorganized, they never learn the rules. What do I got to do to like kind of be safe and be okay here? And what's interesting is that in the general population, disorganized attachment styles are very sort of rare. I'm curious in this room, who identifies with the disorganized? Let's see if I show hands. Yeah, like way more than the average. It's usually 3%. It's like 50% of the room. One sec. It's okay. Just, can you hold it for one second? Okay. Because I want to get tie this up. And then absolutely questions. So let's dive into some traits. See if you see yourself here. Avoidant traits. You bounce back quickly and easily put things out of your mind. Pfft, whatever. Bye, Felicia. You find it difficult to emotionally support people when they're down. But when you're down, you need it. But when they're down, no, 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 no. You should go talk to somebody else. Independence is more important than connection. More important than the relationship. More important than whatever. The business. It's hard to depend on others. If you have an avoidant pattern and try to grow a team, good fucking luck. That's me. Took me forever. When I finally realized it wasn't the team thing, it was the avoidant thing, I was like, oh shit. I don't want to build a team on an unconscious level because I don't think they're going to support me just like everyone else in my childhood. So of course I wouldn't build a team. When I realized I could get support and that was okay and safe, I magically got really good at team. With avoidant traits, we tend to try to find new clients without nurturing the ones we have. And if someone depends on you, it's like death. No, 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 you can't depend on me. That's too much. Guess what? Clients are going to depend on you. But if you're avoidant, you're like, no, 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 don't depend on me. One of my favorite avoidant traits, when you get the shit you want, you're like, yeah, I don't know if I want this anymore. Uh-huh. And I want this. I want something else that I didn't have. It's almost out of reach, but almost here but not quite close enough to be far away. <laughs> and when you invest in a product or program, the avoidant pattern, you'll buy it, but you won't do shit. And then you'll say, I tried everything, but what you did is you bought everything and then avoided the work. Who am I talking to? You're my people. <laughs> I have the avoidant pattern strong. So the people are like, I've tried every course. I bought all these things and nothing fucking worked. I'm like, well, yes, you have a username and a password to online fucking portal. And the last time you logged in was nine fucking months ago, but you haven't done shit with it. It's not the program's fault. You're avoidant as fuck. 
And one of the ways avoidant patterns show up is we start to have a real conversations, emotional conversations. People start getting their phones and shit. When we're doing interventions, guys, please make sure to be present because we don't want to avoid it. When the real work comes up, you want to hold on to it and associate to it because that's what's going to give you the shift. So let me ask you guys a question. Do you either see yourself or someone you know in these traits? Let me see if I show hands. Is Are things starting to become a little clearer about why they do that or why you do that? And what's interesting is you could be avoidant, but in one area, maybe just social media. Maybe just sales. I got a good following, but I'm not making any sales. It depends. Okay. Everyone have it written down? You guys good? Does the people at your table have it written down? Yeah, I get it from them. Okay, gotta keep going. Anxious. Oh, my anxious people. One sec. My anxious people. All right. They always worry all the time that they're gonna stop being loved or supported. Or in this case, with clients left. Oh, they're gonna leave. You're afraid people won't like the real you once they get to know you. And you think about your relationships a lot. Like it's like a primary focus. Avoiding people don't really think about their relationships. They're like, I'm in a relationship. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and the anxious person's like, ah, all the time. And they get attached to people and clients super quickly and worry they're going to leave. Oh my God, besties. Don't leave. <laughs> and you're highly sensitive to other people's moods. Highly sensitive to other people's moods. And when other people start to get cold or distant, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what I fuck up? what I do wrong? Hold on a second. Wait, 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 no, hold on. Is that me? what I do? Let me change. Hey, you're going to stay cool. Oh, you, oh wait, no, what? what hold on. Uh, ah, there we go. Here, there. Twist, turn. Now you're happy. How about now? In a conflict with an anxious pattern, you react impulsively, get all fucking stirred up, and then you say a bunch of shit you'll regret later. With an, oh yeah, I hear you. Right? You're like, well, fine. Fuck your mother. Fuck your father. I hate you forever. Honey, I'm sorry. I didn't really mean that. Can we hug? Can you hug me? I love your mom and dad. They're so nice. Right? There's this like moment. And they're like, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, no, no, I didn't come back. Where'd you go? When you feel like something's off or wrong with the anxious pattern, you're like, whoa, anxiety. Like everything has to be like perfect and, and just all the perfect facial expressions, all the perfect tones of voice, nothing can be disturbed. And if that doesn't, if it's not always in that perfect equilibrium, oh, anxiety, because it's and something's going something's gonna to happen here. That's called hypervigilance. And when it comes to investing, right? Products and programs, services or whatever, no problem for people you love. I'll buy it for them. I'll get it for my cat, my dog, my son, my partner, my daughter. I'll get it for someone I just met yesterday. But when it comes to investing in yourself, scared shitless. And if you're going to do it, you look for permission from other people. Ask the committee, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And if everybody's okay with it or it's convenient, then you'll do it. Otherwise, no way.
anyone see these traits in themselves or someone they know? Let me see by show of hands. Who feels like you have a blend of both? Yeah, that's disorganized, high functioning in here. Most people in this room. Look how fucked up we are. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, so over here, I'll be anxious. Over here, I'll be avoided. I'm fucking so bored. Now I'll be over this way. I'll be disorganized here. Come here, go away. Come here, go away. Come here, now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but wait, don't go away. <laughs> and this brings us to the disorganized traits. It's a combination of both. And in the general population, it's 3 to 5% of people. In this population, it's probably all, almost everybody. And you don't like people being too close, but you hate it when they go far away. It's like, come here, go away. And people do this shit on social media, on their sales calls. They do this shit with their content, clients, marketing, partners, writing a book. All kinds of disorganized. It's like, come here, go away. I'm going to manage how far away you are, but hold on, wait. Hi, I missed you. What the f*** are you doing so close to me? Wait a minute, come back. Oh my God, I need to make some money this month, but not that way. I'm not going to overcome any f***ing objections. Hi, I didn't mean to say that. I'm so nice. Hi. 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 I don't have multiple personalities, do I? Yes, I do. Social media, Mastin was f***ing wrong. He's not a f***ing advocate. He's a f***ing hypocrite. I love him so much. Just don't come to my table. Whatever you say, please stay nice and far away. Don't come all the way back here. No, okay. Too far close. Okay, wait, no, come back. I was kind of liking it now. Hold on. And we do this in our business all the f***ing time to social media, sales, clients, you name it. And you want a webinar strategy, f*** you. But no, I didn't mean that. Sorry, was that offensive? <laughs> Who follows? This makes sense? So we're doing this. Come here, go away. Come here, go away. Come here, go away. And we're burning ourselves out. Come here and going away. And we say it didn't work. So no, you're f***ing disorganized. You're avoidant. You're anxious, just like everybody else. When you have a secure attachment, guess what happens? The strategy works. Strategies in the context of a pattern won't work. That's why people don't get the result. So secure traits. You feel comfortable relying on other people or a team. You're generally satisfied with the quality of your relationships. You don't feel the need to act out, to blame. You have no problem expressing the needs and wants to other people. You need or want something, here it is, right? It's like all Ryan Gosling wanted in the notebook was to have a secure attachment. What do you want? I don't know. I'm all anxious about it. But what do you want? The whole story is about attachment. Dementia, coming in and out of lucidity, that's attachment. Friends. Anybody watch Friends? Okay, let me summarize Friends from an attachment perspective. Oh my God, Ross and Rachel got together. They have a secure attachment. Oh no, they're on a break. Oh no, what did Ross do? I hope they get back together. Nine and a half years. Secure attachment, 10 years later, end of Friends. The whole thing was, are they going to get back together for 10 years? When will the secure attachment happen? That's what everybody wanted to know. Blockbuster, pay attention. This shit moves things. This sells things. 
the beginning of a story, right? Disney is the best at attachment and the worst at the same time, right? Oh, here's a secure attachment between Bambi and her mom. That's nice. Oh, fuck you, mom. Bambi's all, ah, right? Same thing with Simba and Mufasa. Here's a secure paternal attachment for you to model, but don't hang on to it too long because he's about to get fucking betrayed and trampled. It's all attachment. Think about it. Disney is the king or queen of it. What's Frozen about? What type of attachment pattern? Avoidant. Letting it go means I'm coming in close. I'm going to stop avoiding things. The frozen castle and isolation. It's in the fucking song. I'm so avoidant. That's what she said. And now I want a secure attachment. Almost every romantic comedy is about an avoidant or an anxious attachment pattern in a woman or man creating a secure attachment. That's what it's about. That's what all stories are about. Isn't that crazy? You're like, that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined it for you, maybe. Or maybe I made it cool. I don't know. But the goal is to create this with your clients. You know that you have needs. You're going to ask for them. You don't have to ask out or act out. You think that people are mostly honest and dependable. You don't have a hypervigilance with everybody. Right? When there's a problem or an argument, it doesn't threaten the whole relationship. It's just something to navigate through. A lot of times with people who don't have a secure attachment and get into an argument in a relationship, it's over! Especially if you're an only child like me. See, only kids like me, we didn't have like siblings and shit to argue with. So I thought early on, if there was an argument in a relationship, well, it's over. But is that how it is with brothers and sisters? What happens? You have an argument, then what? What do you do after the argument? You go play, make up, and you almost expect it. Like, we're going to argue, and then we're going to make up. Is it true? Yeah. Only children, I'm like, make up? I don't have to be alone? I can, I can make up? I didn't know that part. For so long, there's a little argument, well, let's f*** it over. And then I meet Jenna, who has, like, lots of siblings, and I'm like, let me get this straight. You guys have disagreements, and then you still talk to each other? Quickly? How quickly? Same day? Wait, and you just get past it? I'm like, wait a minute. You can do that? I was like, oh. Really? I'm not going to be alone? I can actually express how I feel? <gasps> Did you leave? Okay, good. And guess what? That has direct impact on business. Jenna's mother, Barbara, talk about a nurturer. Her father, Alan, amazing. Alan is right there, by the way. Can we give some love for Alan? You talk about a present father right there. Right there. I got the parents I never had in Alan and Barbara. It's true. That's not a diss on my parents. My parents had a hard upbringing. My father was in world, uh, sorry, Vietnam War as a medic, saw horrible things on the front line. My mother was born to a very abusive household. Like they had a hard development. Barbara, on the other hand, Jenna's mom, you know what she's one of the experts in? Child development. That's what she fucking teaches. I'm like, oh, that's kind of important I'm seeing. <laughs> oh, that, oh, okay. She like, the whole family lives and breathes it. And me, I'm all avoidant and shit. The first few times I was at the family house, I'm like, uh... 
you know, Christmas time is a time for creativity, for like going inward and kind of doing my own thing. And you guys are just going to be together the whole time. Ooh, that's a hard one to get over. Right. Because for me, I'm not used to that shit. It, like, I remember watching white Christmas. I'm on the fucking couch, just watching white Christmas. Like not like it's like a triggering film. <laughs> right. And I'm like, Oh, Like, I feel like I'm having a panic attack watching White Christmas with a cool fucking family. Why? I'm anticipating rejection, all kinds of things, because that's what I'm used to. Healing that has been the best work of my life. The attachment work is what makes the business work. It does. Because when you feel safe to market, you feel safe to have sales. When you feel safe to do social media, to be yourself, to let people come and go. Because guess what? Following, unfollowing, it's like children coming and going. It's fine. Do your thing. That's a secure attachment too. If you have to stay, and if I have to change my message so you stay, that's not secure attachment. Who follows? Does this make sense? Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.